I swear right now, I swear to God, if you make a Facebook page for your animal, I will kill you. <laughs> Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. Everybody have fun tonight. <laughs> Everybody wang chung tonight. <laughs> the movies. Yes! 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 I'll have what she's having. And the parties. No one in my family ever drinks. That's great. You probably never run out of ice your whole life. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, finally, we talk to the great one, Weird Al Yankovic. With me, as always, I've seen him eat it, but I've also seen him beat it. Times pop music critic Sean Daly. <laughs> You've immediately sullied the Weird Al show. Come on, that was low-hanging fruit. <laughs> What's wrong? You seem a little down today. You seem a little green. Yeah, I'm a little rough, Steve. I'm a little rough. Uh, last night was kind of a, <laughs> a long night. It was kind of a Spearsian night, actually. Yes. At one point, literally, I like had Crown Royal in one hand, like some bad beer in the other. I had, and I don't condone this. Ladies and gentlemen, but I had both a cigarette in my mouth and like skull chewing tobacco. <laughs> I mean, all I was missing was the Leonard Skinner trucker cap, you know? I mean, I, I, and I don't normally do all those things. Well, two out of the four I, I do, and you can like choose your own. But yeah, I kind of overdid it a little bit. And uh, I, I'm going to fire it up though. I'm like, look, I'm twirling my nips. I'm trying to get into it because I couldn't miss today's uh, show. I'm Weird Al Yankovic. Today is Weird Al Yankovic, right? <laughs> yeah, we're all, today we're all feeling a little weird. <laughs> so Weird Al is coming to uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Finally, I've never seen him live. And uh, neither is Sean. He's playing at... Uh, the Mahaffey The Mahaffey. You shut up with the Mahaffey. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you sound like, you know, an aristocrat. <laughs> so he's coming to town. Finally get a chance to see him live. I'll be there. Uh, Sean Daly... I'm putting the odds at less than 50 July 25th. Yeah, it's a Sunday. I'm happy theater in beautiful downtown St. Petersburg. It's going to be fun. A Sunday? Sunday's my day of rest. <laughs> yeah, like last come. night was a day of rest. And my 18 children, come gather around. I shall tell you a story. <laughs> we Ask me the school first. <laughs> Weird Down in concert has got to be somewhat of an event, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, sure it's like... It's visual. Yeah. I'm sure the fart sounds come through real crisp you know and clear. Why would you? Why would you want to say that word? You know I don't like that it's word. It's part of his music, my friend. No, you can say flatulence. You can say uh, uh, intestinal distress. But why do you have to say the F word? You know I don't like it. I'm you sorry. deliberately no, tried you're right. to you're right. shut me off. I, I, you're right. Oh, it's a brown word. I can smell it now. I'm going to vomit. I'm <laughs> serious. I'm like two seconds from vomiting. It's funny you bring that up because, you know, I, 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 I was, you know, it was a holiday weekend recently and I was drinking. 
yeah. as I sometimes do, as, as I sometimes do when right. I'm alone. Me and Nick the cat and a bottle of wild turkey. By the way, that picture you put up on Facebook of you and Nick the cat. Yeah. It, it looks like you're about to whack someone. Like, <laughs> the only thing that's ever loved me is this cat. I mean, really, it's like you look uh, terrifying. That's good. And you're gentle at the same time. You That's know? good, though, right? The hitman with a heart of gold. Exactly. I guess. I sense a TV pilot. Oh, Jesus. But, um, and then someone's like, Nick the Cat should have his own Facebook page. I was like, I swear right now, I swear to God, if you make a Facebook page for your animal, I will kill you. <laughs> I will come in the dead of night. Shh. And just plunge a knife in your belly and whisper, Shh, it's okay. Trust me, I'm doing you a favor. Stop squirming. That's funny. Seriously, I can... do, I, really. I won't do it, I promise. You were thinking about it. No. You're going to get it's... drunk one night and do... Oh, my no, God. I... No. no. Trust me. It's better this way. <laughs> Totally forgot my story. Doesn't matter because we have Weird Al. Yes, yeah, so I'm sorry. I keep I keep uh, Shanghaiing the show. Weird Al Yankovic, uh, Alfred Matthew Yankovic turned 50 years old, and as you're about to hear uh, on our interview, it was a great interview. Really, really good. Not so much weird, or uh, there are some funny moments, but very, very interesting guy. He's a serious musician. Yeah. I mean, and he conducts himself seriously in interviews. Um, there's a little bit of garbled uh, audio right there at the beginning. I don't know what's happening. It means like he's talking underwater for a few seconds. <laughs> and, then it, and then it sounds like he's playing a slot machine in the background constantly during the interview. It was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. But, yeah, but he but, was really cool. He talks, um, you know, he got his start with uh, Dr. Demento. Yeah. He was a young man. And of course, Dr. Demento. Uh, is Dr. Demento even still alive? I think. I don't know. That's a good question. The um, if you look carefully during the Eat It video when he sits up in bed, there's a photo of Doctor Demento oh, pinned to the wall of his bedroom, and it falls off when he uh. Oh, that's great. Sits up. Um, one of his. I mean, his first couple of tunes. Obviously, he were recorded for Doctor Demento. He's only 17 years old. Yeah. Belvedere Cruising, I believe, was his first song for Doctor <laughs> Demento. Yeah. Then it was another one rides the bus. Was it really? Yeah. And that was which it. he. Re- I think he recorded it live on air. And then uh, you're going to hear um, Al. We call him Al. Yeah. We were told, no, um, don't call him Weird Al in an interview. Yeah, so we didn't. He'll cut you. Yeah. yeah. Um, we call him, and then Al talks about, of course, his real boom. He became Weird Al, became a cultural phenomenon via uh, two songs by Michael Jackson. Exactly. And, of course, this is uh, we talked to Al on the one-year anniversary of Michael Jackson's death. And a uh, very poignant answer. You know, part yeah. of which is garbled, unfortunately. That's, yeah, it's okay, though. Yeah. You know what's kind of uh, ironic to me is that so many of the people that he has parodied over the years, and he's recorded, you know, over. I mean, he sold twelve million albums. He's done hundreds of songs. You know, he's uh, thousands of live shows. But all these people that he's parodied, for the most part, a lot of them are, you know, gone now. I mean, people talk about the feud that he had with Coolio when he did uh, Amish Paradise. Yeah. Does anybody? Nobody talks about Coolio anymore. <laughs> but Weird Al. Yeah. It's still going. He's, He's still, still thriving. Mahaffey. <laughs> Thank you. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, so it's really good. But you know what I need, Steve? Tell you know, me. If you don't mind me requesting this, is that I, you know, I'm a little, uh, my, as I like to say, my teeth have sweaters on them. Uh, you know, the that's, next that's day. That's really thing. bad. That's a worse visual than the F word. No, it's not. It really is. No, the next day, you know, you're kind of, my teeth have sweaters on them. Did you, did you try the, brushing them? I brushed. You know what it's like? I mean, really, when you're smoking and dipping at the same time, do you know how many times it takes? And drinking, too, like beer and whiskey, it takes at least brushing your teeth about 50 times to get the funk out. Yeah. I can't get the sweaters off my teeth. 
But anyway, what I need right now to get fired up for the interview and the rest of the show is a top five greatest Weird Al songs from the 1980s. Can you provide that, sir? Granted. Another one rides the bus from ah, 1981. 1981. Uh, that's when I first fell in love with Weird Al. Of course, a parody of Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. <laughs> you don't say. That's kind of funny. You know, kind of funny. For the most part, I think Al traditionally gets permission from the people that he parodies. Yeah. It's, it's now it's a question as to whether or not he really has to, because parodies are kind of protected under the First Amendment. He could probably bypass that, but for the most part, he does. So, so you got to think when you think in terms of who he's parodied over the years. My God, all these people. I mean, Freddie Mercury had a sense of humor, obviously, right? And he and he gave it up. So did Michael Jackson. On with the countdown. Number four. Living with a hernia. True or false? Is this the first time that Weird Al parodied a Rocky song? 100% true. 100% false. Ah, he, uh, he, had a, he had a parody from Rocky 3 called The Rye or the, the, Rye or the Kaiser. I ah, like the eye of the tiger. I feel like Paul Schaefer right now. <laughs> ah. That's a new voice. That's a new uh, sound effect for you. I don't yeah, think I'm people trying. are going to like it. That's also going to sound. Uh, yeah, um, I like it. These are these are these are my picks. These aren't his highest Living charting songs. With a hernia. Ready for more? Yeah. Number three. Thirty years in the same location. I have stayed. There I am right next door to Willie's Fun Arcade. I got no competition, but I'm not afraid. Cause it's my destiny to be the king of suede. King of suede. King of Suede. King of Suede. Uh, you know, I just saw Sting uh, with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, and ironically, he did King of Suede. He didn't do King <laughs> of Pain. It was beautiful with the 45 uh, violins. Yeah, and doing Excellent. the uh, accordion parts. King of Suede. You really went into, you know him, you know Weird Al better than I do. If you go in, I mean, obviously, everyone knows like a couple of the really big hits, and we're going to hit one of them here in a second, but I kind of like the lesser known ones that you, that you totally yeah. forgot about. There's another great one I lost on Jeopardy that didn't make the list. But oh, oh, I, I love, love that one. Ah, Little ones. Redo the list. Okay. You know what's really bizarre? I know I read in an interview one time that Yankovic, um, before he wrote King of Suede, he, had to, he didn't really know anything about the fashion business. So he literally wandered around fabric stores for hours taking notes until the point where store managers basically asked him to leave. Really? Yeah. He's so committed to his craft. Yes. That's good. Weird Al Yankovic, fabric store menace. And the list marches on. Number two. That little clampet got his own cement pond. That little clampet, he's a millionaire. Now everyone said Kelly. 
Money for Nothing slash Beverly Hillbillies. No, I didn't know about this one until you played it for me. But uh, do you know that Mark Knopfler, talking about people having a sense of humor about Weird Al powering him, Mark Knopfler plays on this. Yeah. So does his keyboard player, I think, too. Guy Fletcher. Guy Fletcher. Fletcher <laughs> Organs. <laughs> Same guy? Absolutely. Mark Knopfler, that great tone to his guitar. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of little bit of controversy though about the actual title of the song. It it was lawyered to death, and it was finally agreed upon that it had to be "Money for Nothing" slash Beverly Hillbillies with an asterisk on it, for some unknown reason. And it's always kind of stuck in uh, Al's craw over the years, but for some reason, you know, it continues. This obviously for people who really know Weird Al, this appears in the movie UHF. I uh, saw that in the theaters. Yeah. I paid You're like the to only see that. person who did. I sh- you know, I, I don't know if I told him that or not. Maybe I did. But I saw it in the theaters. I paid big money, and uh, I believe I enjoyed it. 1989, and um, it was kind of a flop in the theaters. But when it was released on um, DVD in 2002, it became a huge hit. Instant top 10 seller. Cult classic. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Again, more airplane humor. But listen to this cast. Not just Weird Al. Michael Richards. Fran Drescher, Billy Barty, anything with Billy Barty is forget good. about it. <laughs> I love Billy Barty, one of our great small people, thespians. I'm serious. Don't, I'm, I'm being serious about Barty. Who else? Getty Watanabe, Long Duck Dong, Emo Phillips. Anyway, you ready? Is there any yeah, su- is there no. any suspense left in this no. one? No. In fact, if you don't play what I'm hoping you're going to play, I'll be furious. Here we go. Number one. You better. That's right. It's Eat It, of course. Yeah, it's great. And the video holds up. It's really good. Except I don't like uh, yeah the flatulence noises. <laughs> well, disturbing. Fart. It's a fart. Why would you want to say that? It's what it is. You know, I don't like that word. And I don't like the fact that it's become so commonplace, this brown, filthy word, saying the man who both dipped and smoked simultaneously last night. It's just not nice. I don't want my daughters growing up saying the F word. Did, 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 no, okay. I'm just word. curious of you, uh, about your parenting skills for a second. If we if we can like, <laughs> if we could just kind of get off topic here for just a second, which never happens on Stuck in the Eighties, but I'm just kind of curious. I'm a great dad. Are, are there words right now that they're not allowed to say that they get punished for saying? I once I felt so bad because uh, Kid Lulu, my six year old, said the f word. Nothing. If she dropped the other f word, you know, I'd be like ah. <laughs> you know, have fun with it. But no, F-A-R-T. She once said it, and I, I was like, what did you just say? And she literally, like, something in my voice, she started to cry. And I felt like such a monster. <laughs> like, here I am. Because there's that Walter the uh, F-A-R-T-I-N-G dog, you know? Walter the farting dog? Stop. And why are you, like, you say, like, you're Victorian. Like, you, you really accentuate that, <laughs> Walter <too>. the farting <laughs> dog. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's a big... Uh, you know, series, kids' series books. I'm like, you know what? How am I going to shield my kids from you just Walter? You have to let that one go. 
<laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> just now the, the, go in another the, room and let the it go. The physical act of letting it go. I, I, sure, I'm a guy. I enjoy you know the noises and the you know. Side question. Now <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna uncover some things today. You're at home and it's just you and the FF, and you're watching some late night movie. You're eating some Funyuns, maybe. Some late night movie starring Janine Linda Mulder, perhaps. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, the urge comes upon you that suddenly you're, you just need... One of those? You just let it go? Kind of depends what the movie is. <laughs> do you, do you <laughs> warn it, what the movie is. Do you warn ahead of time and say, I'm sorry about for, what, for what's about to happen? Or do you just kind of go, just let this it roll? This is so foul and so disgusting. But probably what I do is you can tell if it's going to be... Uh, you know, uh, loud or not. <laughs> so if I can get away with maybe like, you know, not making noise. <laughs> so you'd rather do an SBD. <laughs> I don't know. You know. I don't know. I'm uncomfortable about this. I don't, we don't really do it in front of each other. That's weird. We belch in front of each other. Yeah, but everyone does that. Yeah, but I mean really loud, kind of, you know, teeth but rattling I'm, I'm at your house. I guess maybe I would, you know. I'm, trying to think. I'm pretty sure you Somehow have. we don't uh, uh, pass gas in front of each other, but you'll flash me your dong. <laughs> <laughs> Our boundaries are so messed up, I can't even believe it. Anyway, listen, let's get to the interview. Come on. We have a great interview with Weird Al. He never mentions the F word, any of them. Uh, here we go. You ready? Here we go. Weird Al Yankovic on Stuck in the 80s. Hey, Al? Yes. Oh, excellent. This is Sean Daly, the music critic from the St. Pete Times. How are you? Good, Sean. How you doing? Excellent. And with me is Steve Spears. He's an editor at TampaBay.com, and we are huge Weird Al fans. Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Yeah, you're going to be here on July 25th at the beautiful Mahaffey Theater in downtown St. Pete. It's very, All right. It's very operatic. Have you been to the Mahaffey before? Uh, you know, it sounds familiar. I think it may have uh, quite some time ago. I'd have to check my touring archives, but I think perhaps I have been. Yeah, I think they've redone it, and so now they have all, it looks like a night at the opera. You know, so they have uh, all excellent. these opera boxes, so you can, uh, you know, it'd be good for you. Your voice will carry. I'll have to do my all opera set. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> They'll love it. Hey, uh, Al, uh, today, of course, is the, the one-year anniversary of uh, Michael Jackson's death, and Steve and I here were, were talking before uh, uh, the interview, and I was curious if uh, you had ever uh, spoken to Michael about uh, some, you know, two of your biggest hits, uh, Eat It and Fat. I actually met Michael a couple times briefly. A uh, very sweet man, very soft-spoken, very, very kind. I mean, we didn't talk very long, but uh, he expressed that he... Uh, 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 enjoyed the parodies. He said that he actually screened my movie UHF in his uh, private theater on, on, at the Neverland Ranch, and, and all, all his friends enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, again, just a very quick conversation, but he was uh, very sweet. And uh, obviously, I mean, I, I'm grateful to Michael for uh, a, a huge vote of confidence very early in my career. I mean, if, if he hadn't given given me his permission and his blessing for Eat It. Uh, I may not be talking to you right now. I mean, yeah, that was that gave me a lot of credibility in the, in the industry, and it, it was a huge, huge help very early on. You know, when when something happens to one of your your the subjects of your parodies, like Michael Jackson, do you feel like you know you need to to maybe not do those songs in concert or have some sort of grace period? Well, it's it's tricky. I mean, it, it kind of depends on the timing. But uh, I, what what helps is the fact that I know that those artists, artists like Michael Jackson and uh, Kurt Cobain, let's say. I know that they were uh, fans of the music. They thought the parodies were funny. Uh, you know, I, I certainly wasn't stepping on their toes. They were very much in on the joke. 
so when I do the parodies, it's it's my way of honoring them. Um, you know, um, the the Kurt Cobain thing was a little bit trickier because I went on the road pretty quickly after Kurt's death, and it smelled like Nirvana was still my biggest hit at you know, at that time. So that was that was a little bit more uncomfortable. Uh, I still did the song because everybody was expecting me to play it, but prior to doing it, I had kind of a somber few seconds where I talked about how this was, you know, done, you know, uh, uh, in, in Kurt's honor. Uh, it, just, it just felt like I needed to say something, but, I mean, uh, the songs certainly aren't derogatory or mean-spirited at all, so it just seemed like it was still appropriate to, uh, to, be, to, to be playing in the live. Right, and how was the fan response to when you did like "Smells Like Nirvana" right after uh, Kurt's death? I mean, I'm sure they they probably erupted, right? Yeah, it was it was fine. In fact, you know, I was I was really wondering whether I should do it at all in Seattle because obviously Kurt had a lot of friends and family, and you know, in Seattle, and just it almost seemed like that might be uh, going a little bit too far. But I, I asked a lot of people in Seattle and, and disc jockeys and people in media uh, whether it was appropriate or not, and everybody seemed to think that that it was so we went ahead and did it and it actually got, got a huge very positive reaction hey uh al uh sean and i both grew up in the 80s and i'm kind of curious uh, were, were songs in the 80s just easier to parody well here's the thing about that um i don't know about the songs themselves being easier but uh it was a lot easier to really define what the hits were back then and people i think paid more attention to what the hits were back then. Uh, I mean, MTV, if you remember this far back, actually played music videos. <laughs> uh, and um, there, there weren't a lot of, uh, as many choices, let's say. There weren't all these uh, radio stations playing, you know, certain genres or sub-genres. So, uh, uh, music and our, our pop culture has gotten very segmented and compartmentalized. And uh, it's not really easy to tell what the hits are anymore. Uh, there don't, doesn't seem to be as much of a, a sense of community or a shared experience. Um, so, I mean, obviously, they're still hits, and they're still, super, still superstars, but I don't know if we'll ever find somebody that's on now that was on the level of, of Michael Jackson back then. And i got to believe with MTV, you could also, it was, uh, to listen to a Weird Al song, it wasn't just an audio experience, it was a visual one, too. Sure, I mean, uh, the video component became very important to me, but prior to uh, my music videos, I was sort of this faceless jerk from L.A. that made these silly songs <laughs> yeah, and Dr. had them Demented. played on the radio. Right, Demented. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the, the videos, uh, I mean, not only did they give me a lot of exposure, but uh, uh, creatively they allowed me to add uh, a lot of different levels to my material. Instead of just the funny lyrics, now you had funny visuals. And I could even have background gags in the videos and little little subtleties that maybe you didn't even see the first five or six times you watched. Right. I mean, growing up watching Al TV when you would take over the network for a day, that was like must viewing television. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. And what what is almost incomprehensible now is that this this is in the days when uh, MTV really was like this guerrilla network. Yeah, it, they they were not corporate at all. Uh, they literally said, um, okay, well, you want four hours of programming? Great. Um, uh, have fun. Let us know when it's done. <laughs> we'll put it on the air. It's like they, did, they gave me no notes. They didn't exercise any control over it. They basically trusted me with this big block of programming, <laughs> which I created for them, and they just slapped <laughs> it on the air, no questions asked. It was amazing. 
Yeah. Oh, so with MTV, you had everybody go into one place for a video. Now you have like YouTube and all these other offshoots where everybody is seen, is is doing parodies, right? With 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 Kesha. Kesha came out with that one song, and everyone everybody kind of films these uh, parodies of. Uh, Whatever TikTok, right? Does it make it right. hard? To, do you feel like now you have to like step up your game? Like all these people are now in the Weird Al business, right? All these yeah, people inspired I mean, by it, you. It's, it's a ch- it's a challenge. What can I say? It's uh, never again will I be the first person or the only person to parody any given uh, pop hit. Uh, that's just that's just the times we live in. So it, it's unfortunate. I, I I liked being unique, but that's uh, <laughs> never going to be the case again. Uh, so yeah, as you pointed out, uh, the only thing I can do is just kind of uh, keep my chin up and step up my game and just try to be the best at what I do. Yeah, I love that. We uh, I read in the uh, newspaper this week that you're uh, considering a Lady Gaga parody. You gotta get her. Well, well, <laughs> this just kind of cracks me up. I did an interview much like this one uh, a week or two ago, and they asked me. Uh, are you considering doing a Lady Gaga parody? And I said, well, Lady Gaga's a very uh, popular artist, so I would certainly consider doing a parody of her the same way I'd consider doing a parody of any popular artist. And then, like a week later, there's a hundred newspapers, including <laughs> Billboard.com, saying, we're now considering a Lady Gaga parody. I know. Everybody so, in our newsroom was like, ask them about Gaga. I mean, they were going insane. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yes, I'm considering it. I'm considering everybody, literally everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to focus on that, be my cast. <laughs> but, but I kind of like that notion that Gaga is so big and she's starting to annoy certain people. It's like, you know, sick weird Al on her. Like, it's time for you to take a little piss out of the situation, you know? <laughs> right. You know, uh, Justin Bieber has, like, become a, a basically the, the world's biggest two-word punchline. Does, does someone like him almost defy being parodied? I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a parodying himself already. Oh, I don't know if anything is beyond being parodied. You know, I, I think that nobody is exempt. Uh, there are certainly uh, times and uh, uh, events that may uh, preclude me doing a parody of somebody uh, on, on, the, uh, uh, on the grounds of good taste. But um, in, in general, I don't think you can point to a person and say, oh, he or she or that group of people can't be made fun of. I, I just don't believe in that. You know, in 2009, uh, Rolling Stone did a, uh, a reader's poll where they uh, asked their readers who deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you came out on top. And uh, <laughs> my que- I mean, you beat out Rush, you beat out the Moody Blues, you beat out the Smiths. My question is, um, should that day come when you are inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, in a perfect world, who do you want, what other acts do you want to have inducted with you? I'd have to look at the list. Well, certainly Rush should be in, I, I would think. Uh, who, who else did they have on the Rolling Stone list? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Uh, let's see. Journey's not in. Journey's not in. Yeah, well, they should be in. I mean, you know, I, I, it's, it's a pretty exclusive club. I don't know why it needs to be quite that exclusive. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, there's a lot of, lot, lot of people that, you know, for whatever reason, uh, I, I guess the Hall hasn't seen, seen fit to have them make the cut yet, but... It's hard to say. I mean, I, I would love I, I would love for that day to come, but I'm really not holding my breath. I, I kind of don't think that um, the hall really uh, has enough of a sense of humor to <laughs> I think you're right to yeah. to include me in this. I mean, I, I, let me put it this way: if some other accordion playing uh, <laughs> uh, parody artist makes a hall of fame and I don't, I will be very upset. <laughs> Hey, Al, but other, otherwise, I understand that that's just kind of the way they are. 
Yeah. Hey, Al, we, we take facial hair on this show very seriously. Uh, uh, we, we both have a hard time growing mustaches, and yet you had one of the great mustaches of the 80s, and now you almost mock us by going clean-shaven. Is there any chance your stash will return one day? You know, my facial hair comes and goes, and I know that the stock market sort of uh, <laughs> is directly proportional to the length of my facial hair, so I'm just being very, trying to be, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, trying to, to uh, grow my facial hair in a way that will be best for our economy. Uh, that's, that's really giving of you. I appreciate it. Hey, uh, word on the new album later this summer? Well, it won't be later this summer because I'm touring till September, and I can't really be recording while I'm on the road, but uh, I've, I'm three-quarters done with the new album. Uh, I dearly would like to get it completed and out as soon as possible. There's no way I could even uh, uh, give you a uh, accurate indication of when I think it's going to come out because I haven't written the last three songs yet. But I would love for it to come out at the end of the year, uh, and if not then, then hopefully soon after that. Excellent. Hey, Al, thank you so much, my friend. My pleasure. Thank you. We look forward to seeing you at Mahaki on uh, July 25th. Terrific. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Take care. And there he is, the great Weird Al Yankovic. Like I said, a very professional uh, interview, um, great quotes, uh, kind of poignant about Kurt Cobain. Right. We asked him about Michael Jackson, and I expected him to be a little bit more focused on that, or, you know, certainly it's in the news. But no, I mean, it was Kurt Cobain and um, Smells Like Nirvana that kind of touched off right. with him. And I guess I understand why. I mean, Kurt died about the same time well, the song broke. Well, kind of shows you the mind of a satirist, too, because even though Weird Al, it seems like there are no, you know, he goes after sacred cows. Um, but then he's still, even though he's, he's, you know, he's a comedian, you know, in a, in a way like kind of not insulting people, but gently mocking them. He goes to Seattle. He's like, oh, man, you know, he's got this number one hit, you know, Smells Like Nirvana. What do I do? You know, and so the fact that he was kind of polling people, and then he plays it, and the response is of homage, right? It's it's gently tweaking Nirvana, but also it's homage. So that's a nice part. That's my favorite part of the interview. Pop quiz for you, Daily. Name one iconic '80s artist that uh, Weird Al has always wanted to parody, but has never done so. Spandau Ballet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he should do it called Poo. <laughs> This much is poo, and I'm putting some of your that brown word's noises. okay, is it? Yeah, poo's all right. Crap, poo, caca. <laughs> um, I just don't like the no. The it's true. He's never done spin up ballet. Like poot that much either. That's that's means something totally different, doesn't it? <laughs> no, really. Well, it's anything. Any it's like a porn word, isn't it? <laughs> what porns are you watching? <laughs> German ones. <laughs> uh, Dodge boots. <laughs> Oh, man. No, Prince. Prince is, he's, he's never really? parodied Prince. Why, why not? Prince is like dead set against it. And even though he probably could, like I said, because First Amendment allows parody, you know, he's a classy guy. He's not going to do it. Oh, no kidding. Hmm. So he still hopes, I, I've read in interviews before, he still hopes that someday Prince will grow a sense of humor and let him do it. But in the meantime, yeah. it's not like Prince has done a song worth parodying in 20 years anyway. Yeah. So might as well get the money while he can. Let's clean up this show a little bit. How should we do that? The, the Saggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Wait a second, Steve. What are you doing? I'm mixing it up a little bit. You have a plan. I'm flashing you some poot, but showing you some poo. 
I'm going to barf. Hey, it's the segment where we play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. If you can get it right, Sean Daly is going to do all he can to get through the, uh, the <laughs> notes I took for this week's show. Ready? Yeah. Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery clip. It has been an eternity since I felt such desire. Keeping with our brown theme. Yes, that's the Tom Cruise turd legend. Was that directed by Ridley Scott? It was. Visually kind of stunning, though. Yeah, but... A demon with giant horns. Yeah. But Mia, not very good. Mia Sarah. Not a cohesive narrative, right? Tom Mia Sarah, Cruise, ooh, she's easily one of the worst uh, acting jobs he's ever done. I like Tom Cruise, though. Come on, he's back. He's, he's great. Comeback. You he, predicted that. You were the first one to predict a Tom yeah, Cruise comeback. Yeah, but now I'm starting to wonder about that. I'm starting to think maybe Night and Day. Or Night and Day was awful. Yeah. Awful. Unfortunately, no one got this week's mystery. Not a lot of people it. did. Not a lot. We do have some winners. Are you ready, my friend? Fire away. Yes, this week's winners include Mike Highland in Staten Island, James Crabtree of Indianapolis, Jason J69, Dr. Dim, Mark Mark Harmon's nipples in Des Moines, Iowa. Is that true? I swear that's how it came in. Mark Harmon's nipples at Des Moines. I love I'm that. I'm going to register that as a domain name soon. <laughs> stuck in the 80s. God, they're so misshapen and weird. They're not. Yeah. They're fine. No, no, no. They're just ge- geographically suspect. <laughs> uh, Crockett from Rubik's Cube. And the great Marty Yu, who also has today's first reader email. However, before we do that, Stephen Q. Spears, play this week's mystery movie moment. Pay attention. Here it comes. Tell Sid the big picture. If you know it, email us at stuckinthesatempe.com, and then you, too, can play with Mark Harmon's nipples. Ah, the mystical refrain that is reader mailbag. And as promised, Marty Yu is on board with the first email. The great Marty Yu, who we will be seeing in Las Vegas on our Las Vegas trip, August 13th to the 15th at Mandalay Bay. Let's get your tickets now. It's going to be great. And see my misshapen nipples. (laughs) Uh, But you will be there. And this week, uh, Marty says, SNS. I kind of like that. SNS, no? Uh, Semi-funny story about the movie Legend and the great Mia Sara. My first job here in Hollywood was working as a production assistant on a B-movie that Mia Sara starred in, and my job was to drive her to the set. Oh, man, I like that. She was super nice, unbelievably hot, and was polite enough not to comment on the beater of a powder blue 78 Ford Fairmont she had to ride uh, to and work. One morning, she was, as per usual, half asleep in the back and was therefore spared from the disaster of my brakes giving out in rush hour traffic. The smart thing for me to do would have been to pull over and call for help. But this is my first job in the movie business, and I didn't want to blow it. So I just drifted through bumper-to-bumper traffic, praying not to die, while Sloan Peterson was zonked out in the back seat. That's good writing. Uh, I arrived to to set sweat-soaked and never drove that car again. But Miss Sarah was delivered on time, none the wiser about her brush with disaster. On the very last day of shooting, a tipsy Mia Sarah hugged me and said I was her favorite PA. Best hug ever. Marty. P.S. Do-it-yourself karaoke is up and running and ready for Vegas. What does that mean? <laughs> I think... If memory serves, Marty and I had this conversation on Facebook one night. Let me guess, where, you were toasted? <laughs> it might have been. But I think we came up with this idea that we were going to do karaoke in the Spears Lair West. 
Is that what we're calling it? Spears Lair West? It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? God, it really does. I think I'm in a different tower from you. You are? Yeah, I'm far away this from then that. should be. So I should go and hang out and have fun in the uh, our party suite? You're not going to throw up in the party suite, are you? No, I don't no, I won't bar from the party suite. Okay. I'll go back to my... I'm like a dying wolf or whatever. I go back to my <laughs> own room, and that's where I throw up. Um, so do, I'd love to rock some karaoke. You know me, I love to sing. <laughs> I do. If no Finland hates it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We haven't heard from Finland in a while. I know. Quiet. Oh. Eerily quiet. <clears throat> we have more uh, mail. This next one is from Andy in Texas, who uh, appropriately kisses my ass straight off the bat. To the great Sean Daly and his co-host, Steve. I love the podcast and the blog. I discovered the podcast about 3 a.m. one night when I couldn't sleep, and I've been hooked ever since. Like many people, I'm trying to listen to all of them from the beginning, and I'm up to 2010 finally. I listened to the Hair Bands episode the other day, and I have a huge question. What chick did Spearsy steal his music collection from? Wow. Slammed. <sighs> I've loved Hair Bands. I've played in Hair Bands. I've got a stupid tattoo because of Hair Bands. And those, sir, were not Hair Bands you mentioned. Friggin' Spears. You ruined it for everybody. The Joe Elliott interview was awesome also, so I can't wait for you guys to get some more of Daly's music on the show in the future. Here, here, Andy from Texas. I can't wait to catch up on all the episodes, but until then, I'll be looking for nothing but a good time stuck in the 80s. Andy from Texas. I'm glad he's not coming to Vegas. Hey, I want him. I'm going to pay, pay his freight now. Because <laughs> it's a flight great for him, at least. But um, we should say, where are we going on July 17th? Scorpions. And, uh, and some other house band. Rat and roll, you son of a bitch. I want to see Rat How more than I want to see the How many original members are even still with the band? Is it like mm. Stephen Piercy and then like oh. the drum tech? Well, one guy died. But Stephen Piercy is like, that's all you need, baby. Ugh. No, it's going to be awesome. Frauds. Frauds? If anything, Rat is one of the purest, most real bands around. They never be, pretend to be anyone but Rat. It's not like it's Rush. <laughs> What? Doing their crazy ass time signatures and invisible hair waves. Come on, dude, it's rat. Uh, I'm just saying everyone's gonna be there for the Scorps. No one's gonna be there for rat. That's that is the biggest lie you've ever told on this show, which you've turned into a web of lies. <laughs> I bet you know what play, I know about. I bet rats on the stage for 20 minutes tops, and then they bounced off. And then the Scorps come on. Why are you being such a D bag? I'm not trying to be a D bag. I'm just you know making what? a prediction. Andy from Texas is right. You are an asshole. <laughs> Didn't he say that? No, right he didn't here. say. It. You just said yeah, that. Spears is an asshole. <laughs> uh, but we'll be there July 17th at 1 800 Ask Gary Amphitheater in Tampa. Just Jesus rolls for Christ. Yeah, I hate that. Um, but I know a lot of moms and married women who are going to be at that That's show. That's my bread and butter. I know. You're gonna be batting a thousand that night. You can't do the mo. You can't do the mopey <clears throat> Spearsy Eeyore thing though at a Scorps and Rat show. No, though. you'll be like bounce out. I, of I, there. I, it's not gonna work. I can't wear my Spano ballet shirt, which I was gonna do. Which one are you gonna wear? The one that says, you know, I know this much is true. <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm gonna wear. I probably wear a Van Halen shirt. Yeah, you bust out the old VH. <laughs> that's how. That's like. That's like you know money in the. Yeah, it is. I have ACDC shirts like that too. It's like a, a, a woman has the, her little black dress. I have an ACDC shirt. You can wear it anywhere. Yeah. Really. You can wear it. And, and jeans, 
It's a classic outfit. You can wear it to the Oscars. <laughs> you can wear it to McDonald's. Same thing, right? Little black dress. Exactly. Look at you. You're like, I have no idea where you're I don't going know. with I this. I just <laughs> want you to read the last letter so we can and get And the, the final show. letter is from Alex in California. Dear Sean and Steve, first of all, I love the podcast, especially the ones without content. Oh, 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 how about that, Peter Kofsky? Suck it. But I really think Sean makes the show. Spears. And you put this in this week's uh, Bachelor Letters. But I really think Sean makes the show. As I drift back through the past podcast, I find myself sometimes fast-forwarding the ones without Sean in them. Hmm. Interesting. Anyways, as I listen to the podcast, I realize a genre of movies that you guys may have overlooked. I guess you'd call them the tween movies. Movies like Daryl and Flight of the Navigator. Those are great movies. Flight of the Navigator had a young Sarah Jessica Parker, Paul Rubens, and Howard Hessman. So for those of us really stuck in the 80s, who spent our elementary through junior high years stuck in the 80s, I think you owe us a podcast or at least a shout-out to these great 80s tween movies. Oh, and look at this, this smartass. Oh, and if Sean is reading this, and then he wants me to say F-A-R-T exclamation point. I'm not going to say it. Really? Fart. Stop it. No, you're, you know what? I will never listen to this show because you've ruined it with your poo talk and your brown words. <laughs> Uh, Alex continues, I, I am, and unfortunately for my wife, will always be stuck in the 80s. Alex from California. Thank you, Alex, for the compliment. Now, I should say that um, I am merely a sidekick. I am merely a side dish to the tremendous meal that Stephen Q. Spears prepares each and every week for you. So please, I can take none of the credit for the success of Stuck in the I, 80s. I'm more like the plate. And you're the food. Oh, you know, oh, oh, he's so sad and cute with his Fu Manchu <laughs> and his cat that can lick his balls. <laughs> That's what the Spearsettes are all saying. No, they're not. Oh, they know who they are. God, you've really poisoned the well. No, I'm so, sick of so, all of them. No, over the weekend, you know, I didn't have anything to do because I don't have any friends that wanted to do anything oh, with Jesus me. Christ. No dates because it's the year of no women. And yeah, because uh, you're going to rock it in 2011. Because <laughs> things are going to get so much better for both of us in 2011. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? Enjoy your just, time now. Things just always get better with age. No, but I'm home, you know, and I'm, I'm online. I'm on Facebook, you know, pr- prowling for friends, anyone who will talk to me, just to, to make the tedium pass. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I bump into a couple of women, and um, you know what they basically say? He, 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 I would never. They basically, like, bought into the whole Spearzette bullshit now. And they're all convinced because you say it that, that there's all these wooing women falling all over. I mean, it's totally not the case. That's what you were trying I want to, to woo so I'm basically, women. No, I'm not trying to do anything to these women. I'm just trying to be friends. But I can't be friends because they think I'm putting on an act because you tell them so. So what I'd really like right now no, I'm not, is for you to issue a clarification where you say that when you make fun of this movie... I'm not going to issue anything. Come on. The Spearsettes, you do. You have this group of women who go for the Eeyore. Oh, he's so sensitive. He cries at every damn thing. Which is total fabrication. And then the, the thing about the Spearsettes is that there's aggression towards me because they think that's it. That's an act. I, I adore you. I love you. But on the show, I kind of I put on a bit. That I'm annoyed by the Eeyore act, you know? And so the Spears, that's the thing is they're angry against me. They want to lash out at me. They want me to hurt for your gain. That's what pisses me off about the Spearsettes. I'm this close to not going to Vegas now. I just want you you're to know that. You're going to Vegas. Issue the clarification. And you're going to eat an In-N-Out burger, uh, and we're going to put oil on each other's bellies, and you're going to have a great time. That'd be fun. There's no clarification. There's no clarification at all. <laughs> you know, I, I could say like three of the Spearsettes, and they're always really mean. 
We only like you, Spearsy. There's three. Sean can suck it. They never would say that. No, they wouldn't, because they only want to say my name. Furious. <sighs> Let's just continue the damn show. You know, maybe, uh, you, know, you know what? When we go to Vegas, if there's a Spearsette there, and I don't know if any Spearsettes are going to be at Vegas. I will say that. No, I will clarify none, that. None. But that they've been chased away I, you know, I by your hostility. Have... Hostility? I'm going to do the hover to each and every one. Yeah, the hover. <laughs> those those really weird misshapen nipples will be just <laughs> inches above their face. <laughs> what would you like me to clarify? You Nothing. don't, you really, things are tough these days, you know, for you. You're a good guy. <laughs> you are kind of slowing it down, though. I will give you that. Like, usually you're texting like 20 different women during the show. <laughs> don't give me that look. Clarification. Fine, Come on. The hell in Erroneous. Erroneous. I don't even have my cell phone in. I never bring my cell phone inside the sh- studio. You know what? You know what to make me feel better? The birthday card from Sarah, Massachusetts. That she oh, said I could open, Jesus. and it's because this is my birthday week. So yeah, all right. It's, it's Sarah Massachusetts sends all these chips. She also sent me a note saying that you know that essentially she was not a Spearsette, and that no, no, it she's says, very nice. So Sarah, thank you for the chips. It and stuff, says and thank you don't for open with Sean around. Technically, he's not. He's between two bulletproof uh, gl- panes of glass. So here, oh, look at this. Yeah. Oh, it says uh, it's a, six, a pink card. It's, 16 a, it's candles, a sixteen candles. The final scene with Jake Ryan. And let's open it up. Yep. Ah, that's why. Uh, you know what it says on the inside? What? Next to the photo of her? I will always, always be stuck in the 80s. Happy birthday, Sarah. Oh, that's nice. It is nice. Some, Sarah Massachusetts. Not a Spears Ed, but just, just a friend. So do you Mac a on friend. her, too, She's on just Facebook? A, just a friend. Do you Mac on her on Facebook? She's not on Facebook. Her and I have a genuine friendship. <laughs> it's not about bits and bites. It's about... Bits and bites. It's about the heart. Bits and, that's the dumbest thing of bits and bites. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, that's very nice, Sarah Massachusetts. Very, very sweet. Yeah. So let's continue. I don't know where in the hell we are. Ah, oh, the mystical refrain that is named the ACU. I don't know that we've ever had a show go so far off the track since maybe Weird Science. I take the blame. I'm, I'm No, no, I'm it's, not, it's, we're, it's we're on another today. track. I'm not saying it's a bad track. Just saying we might get smacked in the face by a freight train any second, but that's okay. Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery clip. Send me an angel by real life. Send me And, and tell me about real life. Do they have any concert gigs coming up soon? They do, as a matter of fact. It's funny you would ask that. They will be in Las Vegas for Lost 80s Weekend. I'll be there, too. I'm just going to say it right at. now. Every single song between, every single mystery m- moment, every single name that 80s tune between now and August 13th, it's going to be from that concert. I've narrowed it down. You've got eight bands to choose from. And there's no risk now because despite my pleading with you, you've refused to send out prizes to our winners. If they send an address, I'll still send a prize. They never send an address. Doesn't really do me any good. Read some of the winners. Uh, This week's winners include Taylor Rothbell in Toronto, Oliver the Bard Bardenheyer in Germany, Ryan in Kansas, Tommy Doucette in L.A. He'll be in Vegas. Yeah, I know. Johnny Vinyl in Australia, O.J. from La Coruna, Spain, Carol Jansen, the great Carol Jansen. (laughs) 
Sweet Lou Greeley, David Featherston, Australia, Scott Wilburn, Grand Rapids, and Chunky But Funky, Karen Elaine Ventola from Rockaway, New Jersey, who says, I love the podcast. It gives me hours of pleasure and puts a huge smile on my face. The podcast does, really. <laughs> Interesting. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery tune. If you know it, email us at stuckinthe80sattempa.com, and then it'll be Sean's turn to put a huge smile on your face. If you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna, log on to Stuck in the 80s, just one of the many blogs you'll find at tampabay.com, the website of the St. Petersburg Times. Relive the music, movies, and culture of the greatest decade ever, only at tampabay.com. And we're back, and we've got a few minutes left. Any uh, lingering questions you might have about uh, our Vegas trip? What fan... Are you most looking forward to meeting? Oh, God. I don't know. Um, Lori Matsumoto, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, huh? I chat with her on huh. Facebook. She's great. Oh, do you really now? Do you really now, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a shrink session. Yeah, I'd like to meet Lori. You know what? I kind of, uh, I'm really excited to meet Brad in LA. I think we're going to become like really like best friends. Oh, look, you look a little stung there. I'm always going to be your friend. No, you won't. Hey, Sean Brad, where are you guys going? Oh, don't worry about it, Spearsy. Just go we'll down call the, you. We're yeah, call just you go to the strip for a second. Don't don't worry about it. Nothing good's going on down yeah. there. We'll call you. We'll, we'll let you know where we're at. <laughs> uh, I've been know, victimized by to... that in Vegas before. Um, the uh, it'll be fun to see Chase again. Oh, I can't wait to see Chase. Tommy. Um, I can't wait to pick up the wee little Chase and you know cradle him like a little kid. Give him a kiss on his bald head. <laughs> you know what's bizarre is, um, and I don't think anyone knows this. But going with me and staying with me in the suite is my friend Andy. And Andy's like kind of a newcomer to the Stuck in the 80s realm. I mean, he's always out there reading the blog and he listens to the podcast, but he's quiet. He's not like an active participant like so many people are. But um, I've known Andy since high school. So he's the keeper of all my deep, darkest secrets. I mean, he not only knows what's in the, the trunk of mystery, he, he probably knows how much I paid for it. Oh, God, that's so but, and, and Andy and I, when, we go, when I go on vacations these days, since I'm a single guy with no romantic prospects whatsoever, I usually go with Andy and we have a good time. And right. He's really the person who got me hooked on wild turkey. So someday when I need... <laughs> so you have him to thank. Yeah, so someday when I need a liver transplant, blame Andy. But I, I'm, I'm glad people will get a chance to meet him. He's a funny guy. Why don't you give uh, some of Andy's vital stats to some of our single listeners? He looks like um, I, I say this, and no one believes me. He's got like a Brad Pitt quality to him, oh my Lord. except for that he's bald. A Brad, uh, a bald Pitt, a bald Pitt. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> he shaves his head because you know. Like, I met I met Andy before, and he's a handsome fella. You know, he kind of like Jeff in Cuba. He does well because they're both in the military. Yeah, they got uh, that. Andy was in the Marines. I really see Brad Pitt though. No really? offense, Andy. I, I you know I love you. I can't wait to travel with you, but I'm not seeing Pitt. Uh, maybe, maybe. But uh, is he single? Oh, yeah. All right. Hop in line, ladies. Yep. Yep. And there he doesn't go. pull the Eeyore bit. He doesn't have Andyettes or anything. He's like in the clear. No baggage. Can't make fun of him. Go for Andy, by all means. Just leave. Go. I'll just stay home in the suite by myself and oh, see what's on oh, HBO, man. maybe. Yeah, I don't even know that I'll go to the concert anymore. That, I'm not bailing you out of this. <laughs> Lori Matsumoto, you are shameless. No, no, come on. Just having some fun. Anyway, that's all we got for this week. We are really looking forward to seeing Weird Al yes. July 25th in St. Petersburg at the Mahaffey Theater. Thank you. I don't really like saying it that way. 
In the meantime, Weird Al, myself, and Sean Daly, and Lori Matsumoto, we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for providing music for the credits. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Have some more